SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. International, um, who are reporting on a disappearance of three opposition leaders in Zimbabwe because they were, so to speak, too loud. Well, let me just uh, in uh, get my guests to speak to me um, to give us that information. My guest is Mulewa Mwanyanda. I'm going to say it so wrong. Mulewa, please help me out. Thank you so much for, for making the time to talk to us. Please tell me what happened in Zim over the past couple of days. Yes, so it's, it's, it's a really dreadful story. So on um, Wednesday last week, three women uh, from the youth wing of MDC okay. were abducted by uh, security agents and they went missing. Now, they were abducted because they had been... Um, uh, prior to their abduction, they had been involved in a demonstration against hunger mm-hmm. because um, the pandemic now has caused a lot of uh, hunger in certain areas because there's no social protection. Okay. So they've been protesting. And then they were uh, stopped at a police roadblock mm-hmm. that was manned by police as well as soldiers. And then they were asked to go to go with the police somewhere and they said they were going to Warren Park Police Station. So they went there, but then they then got covered with hoods on top of their heads and they drove for a very long time. Now, um, they realized as they were driving that they were obviously not going to Warren Park Police Station Mm -hmm. because it took over an hour. So we don't know where they were taken, but on Friday morning, they were dumped somewhere in Bindura South, which is about an hour or so um, outside of Harare because it's close to 90 kilometers from Harare. And they had been sexually assaulted mm. and they had been tortured from Wednesday until Friday morning when they were just dumped um, and left for dead. Um, it's, a, it's a terrible story because these ladies were also asked to drink their own human waste, uh, drink their own hu- urine, drink, uh, 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 eat some feces uh, from one another. It was, it's just a dreadful way in which that they were treated. They were also sexually assaulted, so things uh, stuck in their uh, anal passage. So we are very, very concerned as Amnesty International because... Zimbabwe has been, we've reported so many times um, uh, in terms of how Zimbabwe authorities have abducted people or how people have been forcibly or um, uh, disappeared. Um, You may recall that five years ago, Itai Zamara was uh, disappeared. Up to now, we don't know where he is. And our worry is that most of these people that are forcibly disappeared, that are disappeared or abducted are people that are critical of the government. So these young ladies were seen as people that were critical of the government and in order to silence them, they were given a strong message that this is what you get for standing up against the government. 
Let's piece it together, as difficult as it may be. Mm. Do they do they give details of where the actual assault happened? In other words, did the car stop at some point uh, and stop at a location? Do we know where the location was? Do we know mm. those details? Mm. So they don't know where the location was. All they know is when they tried to ask the police to stop because they said, well, we want to relieve ourselves. Mm. And, the, and, and the people, the abductors said, well, you can relieve yourself in the car. Mm. Um, and they kept driving. So they didn't know where they were going. And it's very consistent with what has happened previously. Because last year we reported another story of a young doctor who was abducted in a similar manner, dumped somewhere outside of uh, Harare um, and not knowing where he was. So they didn't know where they were, but they went, they were taken to a building, um, which is an unfinished building somewhere. Um, and then they were again moved from there after being tortured. So they were hit really badly. Their feet were hit uh, very, very badly. And then they were then driven to another unknown location, but they found themselves in a place in Bindura South. So they don't know where they were dumped. The police have obviously denied that they know anything about this. Um, yes. So we, it, it, it's a tough one now. W- where are the three ladies at yes. the, as we speak now? Yes, so, the, so the, the police are always denying this, but yeah. we know that this is a, a regime that has consistently done this. And we have reported this over the years. We know that the authorities are involved and we know that they are part um, of the people that abducted these young uh, these young women. Of course, they're not going to say we know anything about it. Mm. However, last week, you might recall that the police uh, spokesperson, Mr. Nyati, said that he knew that the three had been arrested. And Mm. then later, uh, the um, ZANU PS said, no, the police, uh, the spokesperson was quoted out of context. We know that these women were abducted by security agents because they were stopped at a police roadblock. That police roadblock is manned by people who work for the government. So these are security agents. So the government cannot say that they didn't know anything that was happening because they do know because it is their police and their security agents that abducted these women. So, so where are the ladies now? So the women are now at a uh, health center, a Parktown health center, where they're being treated for various things, obviously. But we also know that that health center is now being heavily guarded by security forces. And our sources have also informed us that there is an attempt to charge them with alleging that they were abducted. This is exactly the method that was used against the young doctor that was abducted last year. When he was at hospital, they, the police were standing outside his door and waiting and saying, we're going to arrest him for alleging that he was abducted. So um, they are saying that this was a fake abduction, but I don't know who would want to put themselves in a situation like that where they are so assaulted, just to make a point. Uh, so we're calling on the Zimbabwean authorities to investigate this instead of denying that this happened. They must investigate this and those that are responsible must be held to account. They should also account for the various abductions that have taken place. We have recorded 49 disappearances 
from the beginning of this year, and all of these people are critics of the government. So there, there is a consistent pattern there, and we don't for one day or one minute buy the story that the police or the state security agents were not involved because they were... I'm, g- I'm going to please plead with you to just hang 10 for me because so many people want to comment on the story. I know we didn't intend to go over, but if you don't mind, please, can I ask that you stay a little bit longer while we take the news and then we come back to the story? Do you mind? We can do that. All right. Uh, I'm in conversation with Amnesty International Deputy Director Muleya Moana Nyanda, who is in South Africa, for Southern Africa at the moment. And the, the story is of the abduction of three ladies in Zimbabwe, who obviously, um, as they say, were opposition, a, a group. Uh, they were speaking their minds and opposing certain things that are happening uh, around the management of COVID-19. And uh, the story really is quite appalling. So I'm going to take those calls. I see them and I also see your voice notes. So let's just take the news right now and then I'll be back with more. Let's go to Uzi Lesaku for the latest. It's two o'clock. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Morning, guys. Uh, it's Elliot here. As you know, guys, the situation in Zimbabwe has become so sad now, you know. Those people have been raising these issues around the region, the continent, and even the world at large. But it seems no one is interested. You see, that government is not a government. Everyone knows about it. You see, when people start engaging to violence, it becomes a problem again. And you see, these guys, they need. I don't know where are the leaders in Africa. You can't let a situation like that one in Zimbabwe go, go on for long like that. Good day, Pimelo and SFM listeners. Please help us, help us this time in Zimbabwe and myself. Tell me, what crime have Zimbabweans committed for the whole world to just look at them like this? Uh, being ill-treated, atrocities being perpetrated against them. I am very surprised. Look like the situation of Lesotho. President Ramaphosa was quick to send the delegation to solve the problem. Why, why is it that they are failing to, to do that to Zimbabwe? What crime have Zimbabweans committed? Thank you. Anonymous in Johannesburg. Hello, Pimelo. Hello, SAFM listeners. This is what we are going through as Zimbabwean people. And South Africa and Africa and AU are calling for sanctions to be removed. Zimbabwe's military junta is heartless. Those people are not people-oriented. Those people, they don't care what citizens must eat, what they must do. Nothing. Please, can you help? Please, can South Africa intervene? Please, can AU intervene in Zimbabwe's situation? Please, can the United Nations intervene in Zimbabwean situation. Thank you, Pimela. Lucky Deben.
Those are quite heartbreaking, actually, listening to them. Nine minutes after two. Thank you so much for staying with us. I'm in conversation with Amnesty International Deputy Director for Southern Africa, Muleya Mwana Nyanda, who has been raising a really disturbing story of um, the abduction of three young MDC Alliance youth leaders who were assaulted, were... uh, there were just all sorts of things happened to them. Um, they are, you know, they're all, I suppose, alive is the word to use. They they are at a center where they, they've been treated for all the injuries. But the, it doesn't sound good. And I just want to ask you, Mulea, I mean, what, what kind of, are they are they getting better? How are, how are the young ladies? So what we know right now is that there's not much information that's coming through because, as I said, the uh, area has been cordoned off by the by security agents and, and police. What we know now is that they are receiving treatment. We don't know what the condition is or what the results of any tests that have been conducted are at this point. When you listen to these voice notes, I mean, I'm hearing absolute desperation. When, mm. when you listen to these kind of voice notes, I want to ask, mm. I'm asking myself as Amnesty mm. International, mm. what's, mm. you know, ap- apart from the appeal that you've mm. obviously, you've got a very a strong worded statement, you are appealing mm. for the government to investigate this. But what, mm. what other recourse is there right now? Right now, we're also calling for international solidarity. And one of the callers, I absolutely agree with what one of the callers there said about the help that Zimbabwe needs. So um, we are calling on President Cyril Ramaphosa as the president, as the chairperson of the African Union. We know that he's seized with the COVID moment, but it's in this moment that leadership needs to be shown on the continent that says we do not accept Mm. the ill treatment or torture of our own citizens, particularly because they were protesting Mm. against uh, hunger and it is in the context of COVID. So as he is seized with the COVID moment, he should know that the lack of social protection is what led to the protest Mm. that happened. And that protest resulted in security agents doing the dreadful things that they did to those young women. So he needs to take leadership as the chairperson of the African Union to actually have a diplomatic conversation with Zimbabwe and send a strong message that that kind of treatment is not treatment that will be condoned by the African Union, particularly because Zimbabwe is a signatory to the African Charter on Human and People's Rights, an AU uh, a piece of uh, an AU charter and so in that charter people have the freedom to express themselves to assemble um, a whole, there's a whole slew of civil, civil liberties that are lifted in that charter and so we can't just have that charter and not um, rise to what the charter asks us to do so we're really making a strong appeal because solidarity is what has helped a number of countries. So when South Africa was going through what it was going through, beyond the South Africans that mm. were busy fighting against apartheid, there was so much solidarity mm. that came from all over the world, including countries here in Africa. Mm. So we're calling for that level of solidarity. And South Africa is a huge, it's a big country on the continent. And so they should show um, some moral leadership and actually say this enough is enough because if South Africa does not 
um, response to what is happening in Zimbabwe, then you will see the same kinds of social problems that we see of people leaving the country, uh, finding, you know, um, trying to find a better life but not actually getting a better life. Mm. It's a cycle, and we can't uh, have a cycle like that. It has to stop. Miss Mwananyanda, I want to ask you, it just feels like deja vu to me, you know, mm. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm holding back because I'm thinking to myself, oh, am I overreacting? How, mm. how prevalent has this been going on in this new dispensation? Let's call it new dispensation. Mm. Yes, it's very prevalent. It's a continuation of what the country has always been. Um, remember that uh, President Emerson Munangagwa was still yes. there when the yeah. Gukurahundi killings happened in Matabeleland. That was many years ago, mm. right? Um, we're talking about the 80s. Now, President Munangagwa is the president of the country, and these things are still happening under his watch. I just spoke to you before um, we, uh, we broke uh, mm. for, for news mm. that Dr. Peter Magombei, a young doctor mm. from the Zimbabwe uh, Doctors Association, he's a leader of that association, was abducted. Why? Because he was also protesting yes. the poor working conditions of health workers yes. in, in, in Zimbabwe. And for that, he got the abduction. He got uh, tortured. So... It, it's a continuation. So nothing has stopped. We're, we're still receiving a lot of um, information about people being treated badly by security forces, being tortured, simply because they are raising their voice against what they see as an oppressive regime. Let's go quickly to Robert, who is calling us from the Northern Cape. Thank you so much for your patience, Robert. Good afternoon. Hey, excellent to meet How are you? Ah, man. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, you know, the, the Zimbabwean thing is a problem. You know, the the thing is, uh, Zimbabwe has been trying to call out for help. I think uh, the lady from Amnesty International didn't even mention that uh, the ladies who were abducted, they are, I think, under 30, all of them. The other one is the youngest. I think she's the youngest member of parliament, a 23, and uh, you should yet see the, the visuals when... Uh, those ladies were found. It's, it's, it's so heartbreaking. A nation which is, you know, torturing our sisters, our mothers, you know, the, 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 the future Winnie Mandela's of uh, uh, Zimbabwe. It, it's just heartbreaking. I, I, I wish President Ramaphosa one day, one morning, I think uh, now he's preoccupied with the uh, COVID thing, but if he could go attend to the Zimbabwean issue, it, it, it's so heartbreaking. As a nation, people have just given up. Thank you so much for your call there. Just sure, to pass, thank, thank you very much, Robert. Um, your parting shots, uh, Ms. Mwana Nyanda. I mean, I don't know what one says, like, apart from really one got the sentiment from you that you are pleading with inter- for intervention. You are pleading with South Africa particularly to also intervene. Are you optimistic that that's going to happen? Well, we are, you know, we we are we 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 believe we are hopeful. We are always hopeful. This mm. is why we always keep doing what we do because mm. sometimes something good happens, mm. um, and a, a lot of the people that we've campaigned for, um, where, you know, uh, have 
have been saved because of some of the interventions that we've made. President Emerson Munangagwa was on the was on death row. Amnesty International campaigned for him. Mm-hmm. Years, way back when, mm. um, Amnesty International supported him, supported his education at the University of Zambia. Um, and, and here he is now. Mm. He would have been dead mm. because of, he, he was sentenced to death during the, um, uh, the, the Rhodesian uh, uh, regime. Here in South Africa, um, we've campaigned for so many yes. political leaders, yes. uh, including President Ramaphosa. Yes. So this is why we are appealing for him to actually stand up and say enough is enough. We don't, he doesn't have to do it publicly, but being silent about it is not um, going to help people in Zimbabwe. So at least there has to be even a statement that is made that the government of South Africa is engaging with the government of Zimbabwe to sort out some of these niggling issues because the torture has been going on for so long. 49 people disappeared in in just the, the first six months of the year. It's, uh, the first five months of the year. That is a lot of people to go missing. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. Thank you so much for talking to mm-hmm. us. I really appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing, Mulea Mwana Nyanda, who's a Deputy Director for Southern Africa at Amnesty International.